It is the award episode of Locked on Hoosiers today with tons of recognition, tons of awards, tons of fun news. Uh, your Hoosier soccer team is seated in the NCAA tournament. The women's basketball team is a top five ranked team. Two different Hoosiers get Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, just a ton of fun stuff to talk about today in a exciting, award-filled episode of Locked on Hoosiers. You are Locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, November 16th. As I said, this is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, just a fun time each day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, thanking you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day, and also thanking you for for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Uh, We had our biggest week ever last week, and it's because of you guys. Uh, if you don't know, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. As I said, the men's soccer team is seated. We're going to look at the bracket, where the Hoosiers are at, who are they potentially could face, and where some of those teams that we said they want to avoid are at. We also talk about the women's basketball team up to a top five ranked team. Mackenzie Holmes and Trace Jackson Davis both named Big Ten Players of the Week. And then we'll wrap up talking about some of the comments Tom Allen had uh, at his Monday press conference about the football team and just kind of looking forward, a little bit of looking back, just kind of an introspective on the team after just a a horrible season. No really beating around the bush on that. Uh, Before that, though, as always, you guys can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. The Indiana soccer team, we expected it to be pretty close as to whether they would be seeded or not. They come in as the number 15 seed out of 16 right there on the bubble, but they are seeded for the NCAA tournament. What does it mean to be a seeded team? One, you get a first round bye, and two, you get to host the second round game. Uh, Indiana is the only program in the nation to be seeded each of the last eight seasons. They are the gold standard when it comes to men's soccer in the country, but still haven't have missed out on the um, national title a couple times now, narrowly uh, in extra time of the championship game. Some brutal losses in there. Hopefully this year will be different. Uh, We obviously saw what they could be at their best toward the end of the regular season. They are going to meet the winner of Louisville and Bowling Green. Uh, Those two teams will play on uh, Tuesday. And they will, uh, excuse me, the 18th, they will play on Thursday. And then the winner of that will travel to Bloomington to face the Hoosiers on Sunday the 21st. Some of you might remember Louisville was a preseason opponent, and they were an opponent where things got awfully chippy at the end of the game. The Hoosiers won that game. I believe it was 5-4 was the final. It was a very high-scoring game, very wild back-and-forth game. Uh, We actually had Tristan Jackson with the IDS come on right after that game to talk to us about the season upcoming. 
and talk about that game in which afterwards there was some feistiness, some chirping at one another after the game. So theoretically, it could set up for a pretty fun, pretty interesting battle uh, in the Hoosiers' first NCAA tournament game. As the 15 seed, they're matched up in the same kind of uh, smaller bracket with the number two seed, Washington. And then uh, those two would meet in what would effectively be the Sweet 16 uh, if both sides win their first game, uh, their respective first game. So it's exciting. It's going to be a, an interesting uh, trip for the Hoosiers, interesting ride. At their best, I would still contend they're one of the best teams in the country. They haven't looked their best all that much this season. And certainly down the stretch had a couple frustrating losses, multiple goal losses. So we'll see if that was just a matter of facing some top Big Ten foes or something kind of deeper wrong with this team. We mentioned on Monday's episode that there were a handful of teams that they obviously wanted to avoid. Uh, Maryland did not end up being seeded. They are, however, in the bracket with the Hoosiers in that little quarter of the bracket. Those two sides would not meet until the what would effectively be the Elite Eight. Uh, but Maryland would have to go on quite the run. They'll face LIU. They would have to beat number 10 St. Louis and then uh, presumably number 7 Duke unless there's an upset there all before they would potentially face IU, and that's assuming IU pulls off their own upset. So a bit of a ways to get there for that one. Uh, Marshall, who the Hoosiers faced in the national title game, the reigning uh, national champions are the 14 seed. The Hoosiers would not uh, meet them until the Final Four, the College Cup, as it is called in soccer. Uh, they would Marshall would need to beat number three, Georgetown, and then number six, Tulsa, or number 11, West Virginia, barring any upsets there. And then Penn State, who the Hoosiers got thumped by in the Big Ten Tournament Final, they are seeded number 12. Uh, those two teams, the Hoosiers and Nittany Lions, would not meet until the uh, national final. So uh, it could be an interesting rubber match if it happens, but again, those are both so far away that it's hard to really predict those. The only one conceivably the Hoosiers might face is Maryland. Both sides are going to have to pull off some upsets to get to that point. But for the Hoosiers, the games start on Sunday. Uh, can be on the lookout on Thursday night to see who wins that Louisville LIU game. We'll certainly mention that on Friday as we preview the Hoosiers NCAA tournament game as well. So, Exciting time for the Hoosiers. They continue to be one of the best programs in the nation. Uh, they enter as the 15 seed into the NCAA tournament. There are some other rankings that came out on Monday that the Hoosiers were uh, looked upon pretty favorably in. We're going to talk about the women's AP Top 25 and where the Hoosiers fall in the top five here just after this uh, break. I want to talk to you guys about a new sponsor, uh, NetSuite. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. You sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. See the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, or of your financials, your inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and so much more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your process and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. We ha- or, uh, we have a- another friend that is far more familiar for you guys. Prize Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. For those that don't know, Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone. They have you covered for college basketball as that really gets underway uh, in the coming week or so. All the all users that deposit and use promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 today. That's free money they want to give you guys. You simply pick two to five players, take the over under on their prop, win up to 10 times your entry. It allows mixed sports entry, so you can do some NFL with some college basketball, however you want to mix it up. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds. Super, super simple to use. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawal, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use that promo code Locked On, or go to the App Store, download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. The Hoosier women's basketball team made beating Kentucky on Sunday look pretty easy, and they were rewarded in a big way uh, in the second AP Top 25 poll of the season. The Hoosiers jumped four spots to number four. Uh, Obviously, their number eight ranking was the highest they'd ever been. They're only going to improve on that. This is the first time they've ever been in the top five in program history. They jumped over a handful of people. Uh, Stanford, NC State, and Baylor, those first two teams, Hoosiers are going to play this season. Um, NC State will be in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, They have South Carolina coming up next week. It's a loaded, loaded schedule for the Hoosiers. Um, But, or excuse me, it's Stanford. I'm sorry, it's Stanford that they have on Thanksgiving NC State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and then a Big Ten that is loaded with uh, tons of top programs. Regardless, though, the Hoosiers are number four in the poll. South Carolina is number one. UConn is number two. Maryland, a Big Ten foe, is number three. Hoosiers are number four. Uh, Impressive work by Terry Morin in that Hoosier women's basketball program. Uh, That likely means a uh, top ten matchup between the Hoosiers and Stanford in a week's time in Thanksgiving. And it means um, some more interesting matchups with Maryland, we just mentioned. Depending on how things fall out, could be a top-five matchup. 
NC State, when that Big Ten ACC game comes up, could be another big top-ranked matchup, depending on how the Hoosiers fare up to that point. So a lot of big games for the Hoosiers this season. But shout-out to them for moving up to number four in the AP poll. Shout-out to Mackenzie Holmes, who was named the Big Ten Player of the Week, uh, coming off a huge game she had against Kentucky. She went 11-15 of 15 from the floor for a career-high 29 points, hit her only three-pointer, went 6-6 six six at the free-throw line, grabbed seven rebounds, had a couple steals, added a block, did a bit of everything. Uh, she scored her first six baskets, 13 points in the first quarter, helped Indiana get off to a hot start. She was huge for them in that win. Over the first two games, she averaged 20 points, shot 64% from the field, uh, and went six or six at the line throughout the week, all those coming in that Kentucky game. Big shout out to her for leading the Hoosiers to that ranked win over Kentucky on Sunday. Uh, Big shout out to Trace Jackson Davis, who also was named Big Ten Player of the Week. He averaged 20 points, 10 and a half rebounds, and five blocks across his two games, shot 65.2% from the floor, went 15 of 23 from the field um, across those two games. It's the third time he's been named Big Ten Player of the Week. He had the 21 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks against Eastern Michigan, came up with a handful of big plays late to help the Hoosiers hang on. Against Northern Illinois, it was a far more academic. He had 19 points, 17 of those in the first half, blocked seven shots to go along with seven rebounds. Interesting little nugget put into the press release by IU that uh, I hadn't realized he's 11 points away becoming the, from becoming the 54th player in school history to reach 1,000 points. They have St. John's on Wednesday. You would think that he'd be able to reach it then, so could be a big accomplishment for him come Wednesday to reach that 1,000-point mark. Uh, no matter how many guys have done it, it's always kind of this really cool milestone to cross to kind of solidify yourself as one of the best uh, even in a program with kind of as rich history as what Indiana does to reach out a thousand point mark shouldn't be taken lightly big shout out to Trace big shout out to McKenzie Holmes and big shout out to the women's basketball team they'll take on Norfolk State tonight and then as I said the men's team will face St. John's on Wednesday so plenty of Uh, Action on the court this week. What hasn't been so nice is the football team's performance. Tom Allen got kind of, as I said, introspective about the team and had some interesting quotes on Monday. We're going to look at those, see what they mean for the future of this program. What has also not been nice has been betting on the Hoosier football team. I was hitting on them early in the year, and then the bottom fell out of this team, and I missed on them a couple times. But I always use Bet Online to make those uh, wagers. They are the number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site today. Sign up, and new users that use promo code Locked On will get a fifty percent welcome bonus on their first deposit. Another place giving you free money. Whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's NHL, boxing, UFC, 
Even if it's your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Never felt like the Hoosiers got started this season in the college football uh, calendar. And right from the get go, things went downhill and they never really corrected themselves. Tom Allen on Monday had some pretty honest thoughts on where the Hoosiers are at and where they are going to have to go moving forward. He was asked um, about the beginning of the season at Big Ten Media Day, whether he regretted saying that the Hoosiers should compete for a Big Ten title. In hindsight, looks absolutely insane. He said he thought about it and said he doesn't regret it. He felt at the time that they were a team that should have been competing for a Big Ten title. They had the talent to do it. I certainly don't argue that point. They had the talent to do it. Just everything never clicked with this team. Uh, But he said, uh, talking about after the season, I'll just do an absolute uh, just introspective look at everything we did leading up to this year uh, from fall camp to right before the season to during the season to things in the off season and in the summertime and in the wintertime. Um, there, I know some people wanted this. Again, like I've said, I'm never going to campaign for somebody to lose their job. He mentioned nothing about anybody losing their job in season. Uh, so I would imagine it's going to go with the status quo with Nick Sheridan uh, as the offensive coordinator for the final two weeks. if To be honest, if he didn't fire him after that performance against Rutgers, it's not going to happen in season. The other thing he said was that he planned to sit down with strength and conditioning coordinator Aaron Wellman uh, to get a better sense of why they have so many injuries and how to prevent them, what happened. He said 30 players this season have missed time due to injury. He also said that they're not at a point where you can absorb those or they can absorb those injuries. They don't have the depth for it. Um, his quote was, we still aren't at the level as a program where we can absorb all those depth, all those hits depth wise. We're making progress in that area without question, but to handle that many, I don't know if I've ever seen anywhere yet that's had that much depth to handle that many losses. He's not wrong. You've lost your top three quarterbacks, your top running back, um, that's not even taking into account the transfers. Um, the You lost Taiwan Mullen. Seems like his season might be done. Doesn't seem like he's ever getting any closer to getting back on the field. Um, so they didn't have Reese Taylor for a while. That's two of your top three cornerbacks. Um, Devin Matthews was out early in the season after that scary hit in the Iowa game. So they've been tested at just about every position and they just didn't have the depth to withhold or withstand that test. Um, It's, it's interesting because he also was talking about whether guys had a sense of urgency coming into the season with so many players coming back Uh, quote. I think that's part of the holistic evaluation. I do think one danger of having a lot of guys back, maybe some of that's, it's not even observable. That might be something that just wasn't quite the same sense of urgency, maybe. I'm not saying that there was. I'm just saying trying to look back. We're going to look at everything. 
That sounds a lot like coach speak for we didn't have the sense of urgency, but I'm not going to throw my guys under the bus. Um, it's not something we really talked about or discussed, uh, but it's hard not to look at this team and just question everything about it. Everything that led into this team this season performing this poorly, everything should be questioned. Tom Allen should have a lot of questions asked about him. Again, you're able to ask questions and not – he's not on the hot seat, but there should be questions asked about how they lost all that momentum that they gained last season heading into this year. Uh, a couple injury notes. The foot injury Jack Tuttle suffered was not on the same foot that he had the previous injury, so he has two foot injuries right now. Uh, he did not look anywhere close to 100%. Uh, either physically or kind of mentally in that game. He had a couple really questionable throws. I would sit him and let McCauley take the snaps. Uh, Tom Allen said he, quote, hopes Michael Penix can return. He's still practicing some. Again, there's no point in bringing either of those guys back at this point. It doesn't, a win over Minnesota, a win over Purdue does nothing to change the record. I don't know that either of them give IU a better chance to win right now, even as high and low as Donovan McCauley has been. Just swapping in quarterbacks like that, especially when they vary as much as Jack Tuttle and Donovan McCauley, I don't think that helps your offense. So ride it out with Donovan McCauley. Give him as much kind of sample size to as much film as he can go back and look on, as much experience as he can gain right now to learn what it takes to play in the Big Ten and where he needs to be, how much he needs to improve, and where he needs to improve. So that'd be where I'd go. I'm not the head coach of this team, though. I don't have to deal with those decisions. So we'll see how the Hoosiers handle these final two games uh, in what has been a very, I would say, forgettable season, but I don't think anybody's going to forget how bad this team was anytime soon. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to preview that St. John's game and um, take a look at the uh, women's basketball team they'll play tonight as well. So we will take a look at both those games, uh, and hopefully we're talking about a women's basketball victory. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked On Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. Appreciate the love, the ratings, the reviews, the follows, and the word of mouth you guys are uh, using to let people know about Locked On Hoosiers. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your parents. Let everybody know we're a daily podcast to bring you all the news. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave those rating and reviews. But most importantly, guys, have a great Tuesday and LEO.